In this video, you will discover the real reasons why a narcissist came into your life. Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, if you are new to my channel, go ahead and like, comment, and of course, subscribe so you get more juicy videos coming your way. But today, it's actually not about me, but I brought an incredible narcissist recovery expert on a global level. She's done this work. Melanie Tonia Evans here. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Adia. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited for you to be here and for to shine obviously much more light of what's been happening in the woman's world when she finds herself out of the sudden in a narcissistic world that she had no plans to participate in. That's so true. I'm excited to talk about this too. It's going to be a great topic. Wonderful, Melanie. And for those women that have no idea of who you are because they just came to the channel and they're just getting their feet wet, they just had maybe even uh, attracted the first narcissist into their life, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to be a global expert in the shield. Look, Adia, and I don't want to make it too much about myself. You know, people can read about that on my website, MelanieTonyEvans.com. I, I want to make it more about the audience, absolutely. But just to, you know, simply touch on it, I had no idea what a narcissist really was. I just thought it was somebody that was conceited with a big ego. And at 35 years of age, I thought I'd met the absolute love of my life. He ticked all of my boxes. I'd done personal development and so much healing. And I thought, you know, God was gifting me with a perfect man. And little did I know that I was really uh, marrying Satan. And, uh, you know, I went through a situation which was, which was horrific abuse and, and mental, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. And I ended up having a complete psychotic and adrenal breakdown. And at that time, I, I still felt desperately in love with him and I felt addicted and it, I was tolerating things that I never had believed that I would tolerate. And when I had that breakdown, I was told by a specialist uh, sorry, the medic, well, I, I'd been in therapy and I'd been warned that this was probably coming because I was so traumatised. But anyway, when it happened, I was told that I would need three antipsychotics for the rest of my life to even be able to function at a much reduced level. I would possibly never be able to work again. And it was pretty much game over. I'd lost everything. I'd lost all of my resources. I'd lost virtually my business. I'd lost family and friends that had been smeared and turned against me. And uh, I really, you know, as, as a very confident, capable woman, I thought my life was completely over and I was I was suicidal. I thought it was game over. And I thought that my young son would actually be better off without me because I was so damaged. So uh, I was planning how to leave the planet in the kindest way possible. And I had an experience where I thought it was my madness speaking, this voice in my head that was saying there's another way, there's another way, and I was arguing with it. I went to my bathroom, I hit the floor, I completely surrendered and put my hands up and I, I just screamed out, help me, I, I'm, I'm done, I can't. And I had an epiphany. I had absolutely what you would call a, a spiritual awakening and it felt like my head parted and this blinding crystal clear clarity hit me that 
It was the most sane moment I'd ever known in my life to date. And it was absolutely about this isn't about him. He's a catalyst and he has come into your life to show you the parts of you that you haven't healed yet, that you haven't self-partnered with, the ways that you have been so hard on yourself, the conditional love that you've been doing, that you are your own worst critic, that you are never good enough. Just And there were so many things. And that he was absolutely the mirror of those things, smashing me to stop trying to source love, approval, survival and security from outside of myself and become at whole at one with me to be my generative source. And this was astounding to me because I had been an absolute victim. It was all about him. It wasn't about me. And I'd been researching all about him, etc. And anyway, then I was catapulted into this vision in the future where I felt and saw myself healthy, whole and extended. And I'd actually never felt that even before him. And the voice in my head said, this is what you have in the future if you choose the mission of turning inwards to truly this time heal yourself. So anyway, then I was back into my emaciated body because I was 80 pounds. I hadn't really been able to eat a solid meal for six months. My hair had fallen out in clumps. I I shook, I quivered. I was having constant psychotic episodes and I came back into that being and it was incredible because I did choose with all of my heart to take on this mission. I had no idea what it meant, but from that day forwards for the first time in my life, I started to self-partner. I turned inwards to me and I went on this incredible quantum journey of finding out how to heal from the inside out, which And I thought at that time, and anyway, I talked my way out of antipsychotics, which was a miracle. And the the journey unfolded in front of me step by step in the most miraculous synchronistic ways. Life and source brought me every step. And what happened was 18 months down the track, I discovered channeled quantum freedom healing, which is the main uh, basis of my work. And I had no idea that this was going to be for the world. I literally just thought it was for me uh, to save my life. And then I started sharing my experiences and I was astounded by how many people came forward and said, have you had a camera in my lounge room or my bedroom or, you know, how do you know? And then people started having quantum freedom healing And before I knew it, they were telling their therapists, their domestic violence uh, people that they were working with. And I was inundated, literally inundated. It exploded overnight because people were saying, what happened to these people? They were stuck in their trauma and the obsession of what happened to them. And all of a sudden they've just burst through. It's just, they're different. So this started a movement which now... Um, Andy, uh, you know, you know, humbly has touched the lives of about 6 million people worldwide. Mm. I now have a team and a thriving movement that works in over 120 different countries mm. worldwide. And we have been able to revolutionise uh, healing from abuse in a way that it's not just about mere survival and you're stuck with all of the traumas mm. and trying to manage them and survive them. Now... We've started a movement where people are more extended, more free, more confident, more powerful and more impervious to narcissists than they were 
uh, not despite what happened to them, but as a result of what happened to them and the Thriver healing that I, I stand for passionately. So this is why today what we're talking about is such a relevant topic. Wow, because isn't that incredible? Because that's exactly, that's the epiphany that you had in the yeah. bathroom is what we're talking about, the real reason. So incredible. Absolutely. But thank you for sharing this so vulnerably, Melanie, and for so many women being able to starting to identify with that as well and feeling safe to actually look at themselves in this way, in the way you just described it. So what do you find? And of course, you also found it out for yourself are the real reasons, right? If we're really honest with ourselves, why yeah, yeah. we attracted the narcissist or narcissists in our life? I love that question. And so much of it is about our programming. And our programming, it's about trauma. It's about programming. And if we just go right back, we can have a look at the human experience uh, on this planet as a human has been incredibly traumatic. Our ancestors have come from all sorts of things like famine and wars and genocides and rape and murder and uh, power grabs. And there's so much trauma that's already in the human experience in the human system. And then what we've had is the programming of not knowing our own power and our own ability to self-partner, self-soothe and self-heal and to rid ourselves of trauma. And then what's happened is we've been programmed to try and find our salvation outside of ourselves in a very codependent system, which is, well, if you just take a pill or if you just buy this amount of clothing or if you just uh, have this or have that, you know, or if you get the right guy or if you get the right girl or if you get the right job or the right house or the right car, well, then, you know, that's going to take away your anxiety and depression and give you wholeness and fulfillment. And I love what George Cartlin said. It's a bit like trying to staple sandwiches onto yourself and not feel hungry anymore, right? So the problem, and this is what I, this is what I first discovered in my epiphany, which was astounding because I'd done personal development forever. You know, I'd worked on how do I love myself and all of those sorts of things. But what I really discovered was I'd been stuck in this paradigm of, you know, if I just look after others and if I just do what they want me to do and if I'm nice to them, then they're going to look after me. And that's actually a complete and utter false paradigm. And this is what I so passionately teach in, you know, Thriver Healing is that what we need to learn is self-love starts at home and self-love is being able to connect with our inner being and heal our trauma. And luckily, uh, if we don't do that, this is the thing, you know, there's the susceptibilities to abuse that are, that are pretty uh, stock standard things. If you are carrying the trauma of abuse, whether it's genetic or where, and, and or experienced in your childhood, where your inner being hasn't been able to be whole and solid enough to say, I am able to stand in my truth and values, I'm able to speak up, I am able to uh, generate my truth, which means that I can take my time with people. I'm no longer needy. I'm no longer looking metaphorically for uh, a parent to be the saviour of my wounds. I'm actually turning inwards to grow and heal myself up to be, you know, there's a very good saying, um, Andia, that hungry people make the worst shoppers. We're going to go into a supermarket and we're going to put rubbish in our trolley right? We all know that. 
Now, if we're feeling empty and we're feeling um, non-solid and we feel like we've got anxiety and depression and we need somebody to save ourselves from our own traumas, well, then we're going to make choices with people that are not the saviour of our traumas. They're the messenger of them. Mm -hmm. They're bringing us, we're always, quantum law is very specific and it's as absolute as gravity. It's so within, so without. So whatever my beliefs and my emotional resonance are on any topic on my life is exactly what I'm going to be attracted to. It's my love code. It's what I'm going to be attractive to. And it's what's going to feel like a chemical bond, like a massive big hit. So, you know, for me, Um, and so many others, and there's a lot of wounds, but let's just look at a very simple one. The fear of abandonment. A lot of women have it. A lot of people have had it as a child. Okay, if I'm abandoned, if you're not there, if nobody's coming, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like I can't survive. Now, what will happen when you meet a narcissist, they're very clued in about how to get in to people's inner landscapes and get trust and enmesh and start extracting supply. They're parasites. Mm -hmm. They are literally human energetic vampire parasites. So they're looking for their in. So let's say you have the, the trauma of abandonment still in your energy system. You could be out on a date with a narcissist And they're going to act very interested, very caring. They'll mirror your body language. They'll ask you questions because they're fact-finding. They are looking for what's missing or what's hurt you because they're going to purport to be the saviour. So if you were to say, you know, look, I had, you know, my man, he left me. He left me with, you know, like what hurt you in the past? And you think they've been caring. Now, if you spill the beans and you're unhealed, they will pick up from your language that that's a big thing for you. Not being met, not being heard, not being connected to, not being rescued, not being valued. And they will say something like, oh, my God, I would never leave anybody for those reasons. You know, I am really loyal to my partners. I will stand with them no matter what. And you go, oh, my God, I feel like a woman in a desert finding my oasis. Bingo. Now, what they're pretending to be is the saviour of their wounds, but who they actually are on a frequency level is a serial abandoner. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so attractive to you Mm -hmm. because the thing is our love code is the people who love me leave me. That's Mm -hmm. who you're attracted to until you've gone inwards to face, hold, release, and replace that trauma and heal yourself back to wholeness where you are no longer a scared little girl in an adult body terrified of being left because you're going to die. You know, I was one of those women, and I know I'm talking to a lot of women out there that you've had a man leave you, even if he is a right piece of crap who has destroyed your life. The minute he walks out the door, you feel like you're dying. And it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company. It doesn't matter if he's brought no money into the relationship at all and you're the one that's perfectly capable of looking after yourself. Your 
trauma and your emotional programming and your love codes are not logical. And you'll go, this is ridiculous. I know I can pay the bills. I know I've got a great job. I know he's been ripping me off for money, but I still feel like I'm going to die because your internal love code that happened pre-logical formation from your genetic programming, from your female ancestors, and it's only about the last 150 years that women could actually survive without a man, literally. And there's places in the world where they still can't. It's a human female collective trauma that we all have in our survival programs to some extent. If you don't heal that and turn inwards, then every time a man leaves you, you're going to feel like you are dying. You can't get out of bed. You can't function. But what it will also do is it will mean that you will hang on to men that hurt you and people that abuse you, and especially narcissists, and you will hand over more of your values and more of your rights and more of your boundaries, and you will try to fix him, and you will lecture and prescribe, and you will hang on, and you will go, and you're just getting torn to shreds. So getting back to what is the real purpose, I call them angels in disguise posing as abusers. I love what uh, Barbara DeAngelis spoke about in one of her books. Years ago I read it and it hit home and then I did the healing on it and embodied it. It's amazing. She said, we're at soul level before we come down this time. And we're up there and we're with our wise spiritual advisors and we're saying, what do I want to be and evolve into? How do I want to be an actualized being? And there's a woman saying, I want boundaries. I want to be feminine and powerful. I want to be a, a, a powerful source to work the world and do good and I need boundaries and I need self-love. Who's going to help me with that? So another soul walks forward and he goes, Dearly beloved, I love you so much. I will connect you. I will punish you. I will smash you. You will love me. You will want to hang on, but I'm not going to stop until you finally let go. Turn inwards and heal and love and actualize and evolve yourself. And that is my highest level of love to you is to give you back to you. And she says, dearly beloved, thank you for stepping up because that's what I want. And I believe that every single one of us that has gone through narcissistic abuse has purposely at a soul level descended into the pits of hell, into the bowels of darkness to anchor light, to ascend, not just for for ourselves, but for our children, our future generations and all of humanity. And it's never been more important than it is now. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's like such a different uh, perspective. Of course, spoken with passion. For, uh, Melanie, because it's so true. My dad taught me that when I was like 12, he was giving me calendars where angels are talking like that and they're having making soul agreements to each other. And I was like, Dad, why are people so mean to each other? And why they right? And why is that such a gift? And I think I love that you say that, Melanie, because it really br- yeah. finds also the gratitude in it, right? It finds like it's actually there's something to be grateful for here instead yeah. of like being resentful. For the rest yeah. of your life, which makes you attract then more reasons to be resentful. 
Absolutely. And yeah, victimization is one of the deepest perpetrations of assaults on humankind. And of course, initially, the trauma is the obsession because there's so much trauma in your body of the unspeakable things that narcissists do, and they are off the charts. They, you cannot reconcile the stuff they do just logically. So you have to do that inner work of shedding all of that trauma and that infliction that's happened to you, which is pushing post-traumatic stress disorder, agoraphobia, fibromyalgia, adrenal malfunctions and breakdowns, anxiety, depression, diminished faith in yourself and life and others. And there is a psychic vandalization that happens with narcissists that is through the roof. You literally feel like a black ink is surging through your body and eating you alive and you feel like they are living on within you even if it's 30 years down the track Mm. so there is we have to you have to soul heal you have to do the inner healing but then what happens is when you're releasing the trauma of what they've triggered and activated fully within you what also goes is the false beliefs and programming that are the human condition that we've got from our parents our ancestors and also the cult programming that's gone on in the human experience and condition which hasn't done us any favors We actually unlearn, which means let go of all of that stuff, and then you come home to a true self. And that true self is, I am adored by all of source and creation because I exist. I have full permission to be myself. I can step into my sovereignty, my truth, my light, my power, my beauty, my joy, my love, my passion, regardless of what anybody else is or isn't doing. They can go and get stuffed. And now I am in a position where I have the power and the love to make healthy choices and say no and speak up and have integrity and honesty. Then you are completely impervious to narcissists and you're free to be who you were always meant to be in the world. So I have, you know, you can tell by the way I'm talking about this, I embody this, I live this. I live this every single day and I teach others to live this. When you get to that, This is the thing. When you get people say, well, how do I forgive? You know, how do you forgive? Forgiveness, true forgiveness is just a releasing of your trauma because you go to gratitude. And forgiveness means I don't have to think of you every day and send you forgiveness. That's crap. That's I'm trying to free myself. When you freed yourself, there's actually nothing left to forgive because you understand that all of this was meant to happen. And it just is. And you don't care. You know, the narcissist, there was two primary narcissists that were massive in my life. You know, I don't care whether they win Powerball and $6 billion or they fall off the end of the planet because their life is their life. It's got nothing to do with me. They're not my reality. But at a soul level, I'm not going to invite them over for cheese and wine, right, ever. But I am so grateful at a soul level that what they did they came into my life to smash me with my own wounds, mm-hmm. to turn inwards, to release myself, not from them, from me, from the parts of me that were a false self mm-hmm. so that I could be free to be me. And if they hadn't showed up, Andia, for that job, somebody else needed to take their place. They were just a catalyst. Absolutely. My soul planned it perfectly. And if I hadn't got the gift from them, they would have kept coming or I would have exited the planet and given up, which I nearly did, yes. and then come back and have to do it all again That's because right. I want this soul evolution. 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly. You know, I'm 54 years of age and I am the happiest, fittest, most joyous, extended person I could ever imagine. As far as I'm concerned, by the time I'm 150, it's going to be even better. That's how <laughs> I feel. I love that, right? Because what you're talking about is really this liberation process that really liberated all those parts inside of yourself that were like knotted in, right? They released them so that all of that energy, all that power, all that momentum and potency could could be released, Melanie. Absolutely. And it's an ongoing thing. Of course, I'm human and we all are. And I can still be triggered and I can still find parts of myself that aren't aligned with my true self. But the beauty and the joy is now whenever I remember, and thank God it's 99% of the time, rather than looking out there and going, well, you're this or you're that or this is this, I go, okay, this is just so within, so without. My inner universe is giving me the evidence of my outer universe every millisecond of my life. There's something here not aligned with my true self. So rather than tackle that person or that thing, I go inside, I do a quantum freedom healing on it, then I have total clarity and I have total power and calm and solidness. I know what to do or what not to do. And everything just keeps opening up and opening up in a higher and higher and better and more expanded trajectories. So I'm so grateful that I nearly died because I was one of those people. I was always too busy looking after everybody else. I was too busy sourcing my life from the outside in. I was too busy stuck in the paradigm. Well, if I just love everybody else, well, they'll love me. No, that's not how it works. You know, we thought, well, how could I have attracted a narcissist? I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. No, you weren't a bad person, but you didn't know you were being really bad to yourself. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I always say is, right, the quality of men that you attract into your life is directly proportional to the relationship you have with yourself. That's oh, gosh. Ex- that's exactly that's exactly it. That's exactly what you it. Absolutely. High five. You know? That's a bullseye. And, not, you know, to expand a little on that, we will never accept a level of love under the love we have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just won't. Which is what women don't get, right? It's like God only gives you as much as you can handle. What do you mean I can't handle more love? What do you mean I can't handle more compliments and more consistency of a man actually showing up for me or more honesty, right? Like, absolutely. And you know, this is the thing. If your love code is compromised and it's in painful, traumatic experiences, if you had that guy walk in who is that solid, available guy who can love you unconditionally, he would feel repulsive to you. You're not attracted. Mm-hmm. And, if, and you would try to date him and then you would sabotage it anyway. And also, too, you know, as soon as you get codependent and needy and triggered and you're not taking responsibility, a good guy's not going to hang around for that because he loves himself enough not to accept that. That's exactly right. Exactly. Or the other way is like that they feel too boring right? Like not exciting enough. That's why you're not attracted. You know, it's like, but actually that's healthy. That's a grounded and secure man. That's right. And when you do the inner work, what happens is the narcissistic individuals start getting like, oh, it's a bit like, you know, you're a healthy person and you're not going to eat a greasy hamburger anymore or fairy floss. It repulses you, you know, and you discover that you just not, they just don't do it for you anymore. And then all of a sudden, you know, those guys where you said, 
oh gosh, you know, some girls, her husband, her partner, he's such a great guy, but you know, I don't find him attractive. Then you start going, I get why she's with him. Like he's so lovely. He's so, you know, and I, the partner I have in my life, he is that guy. Yeah. Like he's still got that edge and he's masculine and he's spiritual, but there's no way I would have been into him before the inner work. And quite frankly, he wouldn't have been into me. It's no way. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, one thing that a, a successful man once said to me is like, I'll treat you like a queen, but you have to know that you are one. Right? I love that. Right? The guys don't want to spend, like a quality man doesn't want to spend his time oh. convincing a woman, right? Like the narcissist will, because they'll be like, oh yeah, that's like my found food, right? But like a secure, yeah. healthy man is like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to justify every day why you're beautiful and why you're, why you're worthy. Oh, gosh, right? no. Absolutely. And a narcissist loves that drama, you know. A narcissist loves instability, disorder, drama. They're a false self. They feed off negative energy. That's their food source. If a narcissist starts getting peace and togetherness and wholesomeness, they will buck and destroy the system because that makes them feel like they're flatlining and they're dead. They hate it. Totally. So, you know, if you're needy and you're struggling and you've got wounds, you're a great target for a narcissist. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. They love it because mm-hmm. they can they can throw you off balance. If a narcissist can emotionally uh, trigger you into tears or rage or distress, or suicidal indentations, it's a great narcissistic supply. The more of an emotional reaction that they get from somebody means that confirms that they are omnipotent, superior, and they exist. Absolutely. That's what they want. Absolutely. So, you know, when you can get to a point in your life where you've made peace and you're healing and you are completely dedicated to the inner journey to forever evolve your relationship with yourself, you will start to love peace and bliss and honesty and calm and truth and healthy platforms and foundations. And you will get to a point if somebody in your life, you'll take your time, you'll date at an applicable pace. You know, I went platonic with my partner for three months because I I had specific values, kindness, honesty, integrity, teamwork, able to work at solution, uh, creating solutions together rather than cycles of violence with narcissists where nothing ever gets fixed or sorted and you're back over the same rubbish over and over and over and over and it gets worse and worse and worse. You know, that's not how healthy relationship goes. So we dated beautifully, platonically for three months and have a life. You need, you know, I was traveling, I was doing my own gigs and my own things and you know, I'm out there in the world, you know, and see, and this, per, you know, if I couldn't text him back for three hours, he would wait till I text. I didn't get 20 texts. Where are you? And guilt trips and, you know, narcissists are needy. They need narcissistic supply. They will accuse you. They will pay, play with your head. They will give you guilt trips. They, if you don't have a life, you're a sitting duck. 
because they will come in, they will promise you the world, you'll be swept off your feet. The chemical pull is massive because they match a trauma love code, which is a trauma bond, which is obsession. It's the highest heights of love, but it's not love. And you will just fall into bed, let them into your life. Let, you know, I used to joke, Andy, or I used to say that uh, it's true. I used to put more thoughts into buying a pair of shoes than I did in connecting with my narcissistic partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just fell in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they've got you. They have got you. And then they, you know, their mask, which is I'm the perfect person, I'm the saviour of all of your wounds and I'm going to give you the life that you've already dreamed of that you haven't yet healed and been dedicated to becoming yourself. Mm -hmm. Every woman out there needs to, you need to mate your own soul, marry yourself And do you know what? When you come home to feeling like I love going out to dinner with friends by myself, I love that I can travel, I love that I've got these interests, I love that I've got these passions, I love that I'm not looking for a man, you know. When you get to that place, then you can sit back and you can be courted. You can go, all right, let's have a look at your character. Let's Rather than I'm going to be everything you want, you know, to choose me, it's like, no, mate, I'm choosing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Melanie, I could talk with you forever. We are at the end already of our juicy interview here, at least for today. I know if the ladies want more, we'll give you more ladies. Um, and so Melanie, for the women who are like, gosh, I'm on fire. Let's go. Let's roll with the punches. What do you have for the women who want to engage a little bit more with your work and experience this journey than you that you had well i would i'd love you to come and hang out in my community find out more about this and know that you know gosh no matter how we've had women in their 80s connect to true love passion mission writing books travel like the most amazing stuff it's never too late it doesn't matter what you've lost the spiritual compensation of your entire life as soon as you start transforming into a true self you wait and see how you're blessed and gifted and what opens up to you the best is yet to come in every single way for you I promise you know and there is a journey and it's painful to meet and be with and do but we have a beautiful supportive community we have a powerful quantum tools that allow you to get that inner work done in literally a matter of weeks or months. We're not talking decades. This fast tracks and it's very direct. So there's more than hope. So come over to my community. Have a look at MelanieToniaEvans.com and you can add on to that forward slash free course which is a 16-day free course, two comprehensive e-books, so many of free resources that I give you to help you unravel this, get your soul and your sanity back. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are really, really ready to heal, have a look at MelanieToniaEvans.com, N for nearly A-R-P. That's my Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, which is the gold standard of healing in my entire community globally. So check out those programs. And I hope that, I hope you love this philosophy because to me, after what we've been through, mere survival is nowhere near good enough after what we've been through. We, we can claim so much more than that. Absolutely. And ladies, of course, 
all the information will be in the comment section of this video as well. Melanie, thank you so much for being here. I feel like so fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm like Beyonce. She's ready to roar too. You know what I mean? Like It's all company mascot. I love <laughs> well, you know, we are women. See us roar. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And for the ladies, I will talk to you next time. Take it's care. It's my pleasure, Randia. Thank you. And bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.